Welcome to Improving Sales Performance, a podcast highlighting tips and insights aimed at helping sales organizations realize and maybe even exceed their goals. Here we chat with thought leaders, experts, and gurus who have years of sales experience from a wide range of industries. This season, we are celebrating Women in Sales Month by talking to some amazing women sales pros. Joining me for the entire month of October is Stephanie Downs, SVP and Senior Consultant at the Center for Sales Strategy. She'll be sharing her insights along with our fabulous guests. I'm your host, Matt Sunshine, Managing Partner at the Center for Sales Strategy, a sales performance consultant. We're so proud to be celebrating Women in Sales Month. For all of October, we have an amazing slate of women sales leaders who will be sharing their unique insights. From offering advice for sales managers new or more experienced, to discussing the anticipated landscape of sales in years ahead. When it comes to improving sales performance, these ladies know how it's done. I'm Stephanie Downs, Senior Vice President at the Center for Sales Strategy, and I'll be joining Matt Sunshine on the show for the entire month of October. Today, our guest is Katie Reed, Senior Vice President and Market Manager for Bonneville in Denver. And Katie makes so many awesome points, things like avoiding surprises by keeping a watchful eye on your entire sales funnel, maintaining and fostering organic growth, communication, and coaching in a hybrid work environment, and the power in truly understanding the individuals who are reporting to you. All right, let's jump in. I know, uh, Stephanie, you and I have, uh, we have a list, a, a pretty good list of questions. I'm excited. I'm excited to get to this. I'll let you take it from here. Okay, perfect. Okay, so Katie, when you look at the um, just overall sales organization or the sales department specifically, tell me a few things that you look at on a regular basis to know if you're on track or not, or sure. if the team's on track or not, I should say. Yep. Um, so here's what I always say. Um, I like to keep it simple. And so there are just certain things that we continue to look at, and that is your key account growth. What are the key accounts doing? And of mm -hmm. course, from there these days, it's attrition. Yeah. What is that attrition number? Then you got to look down to your target account and new business. What mm -hmm. are those stats? And I just don't mean the revenue regarding target account. I think this is where people can can get off track. Mm -hmm. And that is literally if somebody doesn't have target account revenue, but then how many accounts are they working on and where are mm -hmm. they in the funnel? It's not yeah. just the end results, but everything happening yeah. to get to the end result. Right. Um, and then the big one, I think these days more than anything, because you've seen such swings is mm -hmm. category growth and or decline. Yeah. What is happening? You know, what's emerging and, and mm -hmm. what's deteriorating, really? Yeah. Yeah. And we've seen that pretty significantly over the last couple of years of different categories that are emerging and the ones that are going away. Um, and comment slash question on uh, the new business. You were saying that you look at it at different stages, right? I mean, you look at how many top, how many new accounts are top of the funnel or leads coming into the funnel? How many are in the middle? How many are at the bottom? Did I state that generally yeah. the right yeah, way? Because yeah. I, I think to me, what it is, is not being surprised. So if you don't have a bunch of new business that's hitting the books right now, 
you better know why and where it is then, or when is it coming? And so I think people, and it can go both ways. Maybe you have a ton of new business right now, and then there's nothing in the funnel. And so you're about to hit a decline in that right. area. And so yeah. it's really looking at the entire funnel. So yeah, because, and you know, no, I was just going to say, I mean, we all know from experience, if we're not looking at it at each of those different stages, that really causes the peaks and valleys in our business, right? And those are, they're frustrating and difficult. Matt, what were you going to say? So two things, um, you and I, Stephanie, you and I attended a conference last week where there was um, some call outs from veteran, successful veteran salespeople that really pointed to category focus as one mm -hmm. of the biggest and best opportunities, the secret yeah. sauce, right? Like if you really want to know what I'm doing, I'm focusing on a few categories. I'm going deep. And I, and I love the fact that you're bringing that up as one of the, uh, the key things that you look at, because I, I, I agree with you. I think that's important. The other thing I just want to highlight, you, you didn't say it in these words, but what you're saying is, the difference between pending management and pipeline management. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think so often uh, sales leaders, they're really good at pending management. Yeah. You know, what are you going to add? Right. And, and by the way, what are you going to add is fair. Right. But what's in the pipeline is it's boy, very different. If we all got better at talking about that. Probably revenue uh, increases. Yeah. I like the way you said that. That reminds me of, you know, we always talk about performance metrics. I mean, we know we have to look at the revenue number. I mean, none of us are ignoring that, right? But we don't spend as much time thinking about the leading indicators. You know, back to your point, Katie, of key account or the activity level or how many new and the number. I mean, all of those pieces, because we know when we measure those along the way, the output and the revenue should follow, right? 100%. Yeah, we just need to spend more time on the front end of the process versus the end yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, Matt, anything else you want to add? I'm going to keep moving. OK, um, so thinking about just uh, sales leaders in general, what are really the biggest, um, the highest priority things they should be paying attention to? Those big rocks on a day in and day out basis. So we really kind of just touched on it. But number one is their account executives. Yeah. What exactly are their account executives mm -hmm. working on um, from the, every part of the process? Mm -hmm. um, from there to me, it's because it has gotten so much more complicated and there are so many more things to sell. Hopefully sales managers have station initiatives, whether mm -hmm. it's a specific, specific station, whether it's an, their events, whether whatever they are, right? Yeah. Like they, they have to focus on that. And then the third is exactly what we were just talking about again is category insights. They, I feel as if they should be leading the charge on finding some, yeah. some resources and things or just little mm -hmm. nuggets or whatever for VVRs. But sure. those three things to me are the, the big rocks for this, mm -hmm. for the sales managers to be focused on. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm somewhat backtracking on you on this, um, but both of them tie together. You know, I think a lot of times when we talk about this, it, it we look at it in a one size fits all or like looking at everybody as a whole. It's really important to do that from an AE by AE analysis, right? Yeah. Of a deep dive per AE. How many are contributing to the overall cause? Is it one or two or is it seven or eight out of a group of nine or 10? And, and looking at it a little bit more in depth. Um, and then your point on them leading the charge with the category focus, 
it's probably not going to happen if they're not leading the charge, right? I mean, they really have to drive the behavior. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, it, it goes back to also on your account executives. It's not just knowing, obviously, their strengths and talent. But if you have somebody brand new in versus somebody that's five years, 10 years, 15 years, what are the expectations for mm -hmm. that seller? Yeah. What are they doing in their day? How are they constructing their day? It's really easy to get sidetracked and, you know, squirrel um, and head somewhere else. But they they have to know what those guys should be focused on and what their big rocks should be every day. Yeah, that um, we were talking to somebody else earlier and having a very similar conversation about setting very clear expectations. And of course, we laughed and said that could be an entire conversation on its own. Um, but I think onboarding new sellers, we have to have different expectations than what we've had in the past. And they have to be way more defined than they've ever been before. Absolutely. Um, so I'm taking a total sidebar here. Do you find in onboarding new sellers today that it is harder to onboard them and it takes longer or not? I'm curious. 100%. And part of the reason is, and right, wrong, or indifferent, when mm -hmm. folks are hybrid, you have just lost a mentor and somebody that they're getting to listen to all the time. And so they're so isolated that, that mm -hmm. they're they're missing all that. I mean, I go back to my very first sales job. I mm -hmm. sat by this woman that was so incredible and I eavesdropped all the time and she took me on calls and mm -hmm. we laughed when she got rejected. But all of that was like so organic and you just, you, I was a sponge. I <laughs> There is no doubt I was successful because of her. Yeah. They don't have that now. Yeah. Yeah, it's a missing piece. We have to behave as sales leaders. We have to behave differently when yep. we're onboarding and have a more defined plan and a more structured process and and more handholding, for lack of better words. Yeah, I told our sellers here because there were lots that didn't want to come back in, quite frankly, for various yeah. reasons. And I my my request was of them. Somebody helped you when you started and was sitting next to you it is kind of your obligation to give back in that and help others grow, whether it's one day a week, but do something to help the new people just as you were helped and nobody had to ask that person to do that. Yeah. I mean, we're already starting to touch on the next question. I want to ask you about just how things have changed, you know, in organizations, but when you look back a handful of years and really today and what you envision uh, to come related to sales leaders, how drastically different is that from three years ago to today even? Uh, it is so much more complicated and sophisticated than it was three, five, 10 years ago, right? Um, I mean, you think about it and it makes me snicker now and this was a CSS rule. Like if you went out on calls, you were to sit in silence as the manager and coach. Well, you cannot miss that opportunity right now. There's too mm -hmm. much competition. There's There are too many shiny objects, right? It is about getting to that next appointment, getting to that next assignment, getting to the close, whatever it is. And so, yes, you've got to define the roles of, of before going in, mm -hmm. but you are way more of a partner than you ever have because it's just too yeah. much and it's it's just so complicated. Yeah. And there are so many pieces. Um, and as I said, competitors that uh, to me, this is mm -hmm. everybody's in this together. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think um, you're right, though. I mean, everybody's going to play a role in it. The key is to have the conversation ahead of time of what role you want each person to play. I think that's where the mishap happens at time in those scenarios. Well, I'll go one more than that even is I think you also run a risk of the hot potato being thrown to the managers and then the sellers not learning and then you can't have the volume. Like you do have to teach mm -hmm. as you go and model, right? Sure. Um, but there are so many resources that will go on a call that mm -hmm. you have to be, you, you have to really carve out what you want that account executive to do and every team member. But yeah. I, I do see account executives almost getting a little too quiet and a little too passive because mm -hmm. they're not the experts that maybe your digital specialist specialist digital manager yeah. is. And, and it, it is a fine line. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, we've, we've, we've done a bunch of podcasts with um, various experts like yourself, and this this is a common a common mm -hmm. theme, right? That we have, and the wonderful news is that we have a but an abundance of tools and resources that we can use to do what we've always done, which is try to help businesses grow their business, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we've always been in the business of doing. I don't see that changing. Um, and and wow, aren't we fortunate? What we all used to sit around years ago and say, if only we had. We now have, but knowing how to use all of those things, I mean, it really does require a, a level of expertise. Mm -hmm. um, and as soon as we do that, then we swing the pendulum to people being product peddlers and just right. throwing up product information. Yeah. We lose that sense of, and, and that's a constant balance. And I think you're right, Katie. I like the way you said, and I think it's it's worth repeating. I like the way you said you can't have that hot potato, right? I mean, you can't have that. And that maybe that is a requirement of some pre-planning. Um, maybe that's a requirement of uh, some role-playing that goes on. And everyone hates those words. Practice. We'll practice. call it practice. <laughs> it's not role-playing. We're just practicing. We're rehearsing. We're that's rehearsing. right. <laughs> not a role. Play. But I think that's important because I don't see any slowing down mm -mm. of products coming at us. No. It's mm -mm. Mm -mm. no. Uh, you know, something you said in that, Matt, reminded me too, though, about just the kind of the show up and product throw up for lack of better words. I think that it got um, exacerbated over Zoom because we had less time with clients. We had shorter time to make an impact. Where sitting face to face, you usually get a little bit more time. I think that got worse over the last couple of years. I think it's a paradigm shift that we've got to get back into thinking about what the client needs and how can we drive results and get past all of that. Yeah. So Katie, you said um, complex and sophisticated. So thinking about that related to sales leaders, what do they have to be great at today? Well, they have to be a chameleon for sure. Yeah. Um, but no, you know what? They have to be strategic and they have to be in the trenches. So and, and yeah. what I mean by that is they have to be able to see the big picture and see the trends. And as mm -hmm. I said, be you know, really understand the categories. But they also have to be able to analyze quickly where their AEs are getting stuck, where are they good yeah. in the process, where, what is not happening and why. We all know it's not just because they don't want to do it. There's a reason why things yeah. aren't happening. And so they really have to be able to understand that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think with everything else, they have to keep the AEs focused mm-hmm. and motivated because mm-hmm. it is really easy to get sidetracked and you can think you're super busy, but you're not getting anything done. Um, and so that's why I say they have to be in the trenches too, because they have to really understand what the AE is, is struggling with or, or not for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. They need to be able to make some, you know, some sort of data-driven decisions related to each individual on the team, because then they can coach to it and train to it and all the obvious things, right? They have to model that behavior. Yeah. And they really do. I think before you could have sales managers that could get away with it and be like, good job. Way to go. Um, And there's just, you're not getting anything done with that. You you have to be way more in the weeds than you probably did a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So if you were giving advice to a new sales leader, say you're onboarding a new sales leader, you know, in Denver, what advice would you give them? So honestly, it would be about, they have to be a marketing expertise. Sure. You have to know your products and you better know them, but more importantly, you better know how they work together and you better know how to solve a client. Like if a client needs to sell these widgets, what are you going to do? How are you going to put this together? Um, So it, it, again, it really is, how does everything work? Mm -hmm. And then to me, it does go back again though, to, you better understand the individuals that are reporting to you and their talents. How are you going to motivate them? Mm -hmm. Um, How are you going to remove obstacles when you know they have them? Mm -hmm. Um, All those things that I think, you know, are still so important, but there's, there's a whole nother piece to this. um, And it's truly the, the marketing expertise and what you bring to the table. Absolutely. Matt, what do you want to add to that? No, it's just, it's every once in a while, Katie, you've said things that are so, they're like, they're truth, right? It's like <laughs> truth. And, and, and I, I just want to call it out, but I don't, I think sometimes the manager, manager doesn't realize that their job is to remove obstacles, <laughs> right? I mean, if you have a very talented, successful salesperson, the the best thing that you could do is make life easier for easier. them, remove <laughs> obstacles so that they can perform at a higher level, giving them like a bonus or giving them more responsibility. Those might be things that you need to do as well. But if you were to ask them when no one else is around and you were just to say, hey, what can management do for you? They would tell you if you would listen, they would say, <laughs> If you could just remove these obstacles and help me here, and it, something that Bonneville has spent a lot of time on um, is this notion of only about 35% of your time, of a salesperson's time, is actually spent selling. And so rearranging the organization, rearranging the structure so that that can become 45% or 50% of the time. Wow. What And really what that is, is removing obstacles. Right. And and you guys exactly. have done a great job with that. It, I know it's a constant work in progress. It's not easy. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that needs to be highlighted in this forum right here, that removing obstacles in, in 2022, 2023 <laughs> really can mean, is your org structure correct? Mm-hmm. Fair. 
Very mm -hmm. fair. Yeah. And I think yeah. you guys have done a good job of that. Yeah. And that's going to continue evolving. Just, I mean, think how different all organizations are in the last couple of years. I think it, we would be narrow minded to think that another two years from now, that that's not going to change again. Right. right. Yeah. So, I mean, speaking of that, when you really look out three to five years, how do you think the sales departments are going to continue evolving, Katie, or changing? So I, I think that's a great question. And it's so funny because I think we even talked about this a year ago. And it and it was this um, area that Bonneville has gone in with our mm -hmm. account managers versus account executives yeah. and what the account managers take off the account executives place so that they yeah. can continue to sell. But we're not there yet, and and we're not even there with what is still expected of an account executive. So, for instance, I have somebody that can open doors that nobody else can open. Yeah, he's truly unbelievable on it. Yeah, but we have a long way to go on the rest of the process. Wouldn't yeah. it be awesome if we could even build that out? And mm -hmm. that was his job. Yep. And the the people that yeah. were good at the CNAs and yeah. putting the you know yeah. the whole package together with somebody different, yeah. um, and then again yeah. the account managers fulfilling. If we could get there, I think that we would really be onto something instead of asking our AEs to do so much yes. of things that are not yes. naturally talents of theirs. I mean, that's what it comes back down to again. Yeah, but I like I like the way you said that of this and then this, because so many either dabble in it or they have a little bit of all of that, but it's not that defined. We need a team that's generating leads. We need people that are selling solutions. And then we need a team that is serving clients and helping yeah. us grow so we can start back. <laughs> right. Because it takes too long. Our cycle is so long because again, yeah. it's so complicated, even, you know, the nine touches, getting the appointment. It's yeah. so long, but if we could just yeah really have people hammer on those different paths, I do think um, we would become as, as sophisticated as the process has become and the products have become and our world has become, right? That, that's where we're not quite there yet. That's right. Because the process really has changed even back to our conversation with the category focus. I mean, there's a reason that we're becoming more category focused. We should. We're, we're more of experts in the space. It expedites the sales cycle. We get appointments. I mean, all of the above, right? Yeah. Yeah. Matt, any final thoughts? No, no final thoughts from me. I just really want to thank you, Katie, for taking the time to join us today to spend 20 minutes talking about sharing your expertise, talking about these very important subjects. If anyone wants to reach out to Katie, we will put her LinkedIn uh, information in the show notes so that you'll be able to, to uh, get a hold of her and, and communicate with her directly. And, uh, Thank you so much again for joining us and we will see you again on the next uh, episode of Improving Sales Performance Podcast. You got it. Thank you. This has been Improving Sales Performance. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, join us every week by clicking that subscribe button. For more on the topics covered in the show, visit our website, thecenterforsalesstrategy.com. There, you can find helpful resources and content aimed at improving your sales performance. And if you'd like to connect with any of us, including today's guests, please do. You can find our contact information in the show notes. Until next time, get out there and sell.